Hi, welcome to church today. The message you're about to listen to came from a recent gathering at our church. Be encouraged as you enjoy this message. Hallelujah. Will you open your Bibles to Isaiah 61? And um, God is doing a wonderful new thing, isn't he? No, I mean, I'm serious. He really is. And he's doing it suddenly. That's what's so exciting. Why don't you put it up here, Isaiah 61, verse 1, in the Amplified. I just want to pray for a minute. Father, thank you. Thank you that you planted eternity in our hearts. Thank you that we can shift from the natural realm to the spiritual realm. And that we can be encouraged by your word and lifted and strengthened by your word. Father, to bring you glory and honor. Help us to keep us sensitive to you, to what you're doing in our lives. In Jesus' name, I thank you that every one of us, Father, has received your spirit. We're believers and that we can believe for holy, holy things. And we can not do things when they're contaminated. We can separate ourselves unto you in our hearts because we desire to serve you in our lifetime, and I thank you for all the wonderful things that you're doing. Thank you. Thank you, Father, for the increase. Thank you. Thank you for the increase of your presence. Keeps us young, keeps us strong, keeps us one with you. Thank you so much, Father. Thank you. Thank you for each and every gift that you put in us. In Jesus' name, that, Father, that there is room in your kingdom. And we thank you that we're able to stand here in, in the center of London and worship you and thank you that you're true, that you're faithful, that you're not spiteful, that you're always kind, always good. In Jesus' name. Amen. I mean, that has to be a fixed, foundational part of your life, that God isn't spiteful, God isn't unkind, God is good all the time. He just is. And my mind gets renewed to the goodness of God. My mind gets through the nasties that come when you're not expecting it. My mind is being renewed daily. But this verse came to me the other day because I've been thinking about the anointing of God in our lives. I've been thinking about how the world is creeping in. And I've been thinking about how important it is to stand the ground. Nothing clever, nothing new, just stand the ground because God is faithful. So it says here in Isaiah 61, the Amplified, the spirit of the Lord God is upon me. So say that. The spirit of the Lord God is upon me. Because 
the Lord has anointed and qualified me to preach the gospel of good tidings to the meek, the poor, and the afflicted. He has sent me to bind up and heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the physical and spiritual captives, and the opening of the prison and of the eyes to those. Now let me read it. I'll put it on the next bound. Go to the next verse, would you? To proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord, the year of his favor, and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort, and go to the third verse, all who mourn, to comfort those. We're called to bring comfort, to grant consolation and joy to those. Because many people act like they're full of joy, but actually they're deeply sorrowful, and they're deeply depressed, and they are deeply needy people. And we need to allow God to take us to a new level, huh? Allow him, just tell him, you can take me to a new level of discernment. You can take me to a new level. So he gives us a garland or a diadem of beauty instead of ashes. It's not who I was yesterday, the ashes of yesterday ministry. It's who I am today. Today, I have the Spirit of the Lord on me. One thing I noticed about heaven so remarkably, and I know that my job is to share about heaven and teach about heaven, there was, there was total equality. There is no male and female in heaven. Sorry, I know he gets irritated, but there is no marriage in heaven. You are who you are. You are who you are. Be who you are now. I love that Io is doing that becoming because it's a bit of a fight sometimes to become who you are. So instead of ashes, the oil of joy, instead of mourning, the garment of expressive, the garment expressive of praise, instead of a heavy, burdened, and failing spirit, that they may be called the oaks of righteousness, lofty, strong, and next verse. Lofty, strong oaks of righteousness. Magnificent. You're magnificent, Rod. Distinguished for uprightness, justice, and right standing with God. The planting of the Lord that he may be glorified. Come on, he may be glorified. Whatever is happening in your life that glorifies God is what's going to count. So I've been thinking about God planting eternity in our hearts. I've been thinking about us as Christians thinking, you know, we say sometimes, oh, I can't live in eternity. Well, listen, you can. You just have to change the way you look at life, change the way you think. You just have to allow, like you used to say to me a hundred years ago, this won't make any difference when he'd see me going through some big trial. And I've been through a few. But I want to say it's the anointing. It's the anointing on you. But it's like you have to receive it. You have to thank God for it. You have to welcome it. Because the anointing changes you into another person. That's what it tells us. The word tells us that in First John 2.27, I believe it is. And in, over in Samuel, where Samuel, the anointing of the Lord. So... You just thank God the anointing of the Lord's coming upon me. I'm going to be changed. I'm going to be different. I'm going to be different at work. I'm going to be different with my family. And God's been ministering to my heart about us all being with our families at this time because a lot of our families are unsaved. 
A lot of them are deep in addiction. And we are the ones to release them. We are the ones to bring the anointing of God and speak release, whether it's FaceTiming, whether it's with them for real. So let's just go for a minute to Ephesians 4, because I've just had some scriptures on my heart that I just need to share with you. Ephesians 4, if you want to pop it up there. And I've been busy writing the cards to everybody. Ephesians 4. You know, it's such a powerful um, passage. Ephesians is a very powerful book anyway because it talks about revelation. If you don't have revelation of Jesus, revelation of heaven, you think you do. We think we have a revelation of the Lord, but actually we don't unless we've been with him face to face. And you can ask him. He'll come. He'll help you. My friend I was with having lunch the other day, she, she was telling me about how she'd come back from this place and the glory cloud of God had been hovering so strongly over them that the gold had been pouring, pouring out. And I, I told her, yeah, we had that one. Or she reminded me, didn't you have that at the prayer summit? I said, yeah, but that was years ago. But I had forgotten there was gold all over the floor and piles of gold. But you know what the bottom line is? The bottom line is, I I wasn't the one up there praying for it. It was somebody else, and it was to do with your heart. At the time when I was leading, my heart wasn't where it needed to be. I don't look at me all holy and judgmental. (laughs) Okay. My heart, God said to me the other day, your heart's got to be right with me. See, when I get up in the morning and I go down to my prayer chair, he tells me all kinds of different things. Some I'm allowed to share, some I'm not. doesn't make me mysterious or more special. It just means I have to be in obedience. But in Ephesians 4, here's this passage in verse, it starts in about 29. I actually can't read it up here because the light's not that good enough, but I've got it highlighted too. But it talks about let no foul or polluting language nor evil word. Don't let it come out of your mouth. Heaven is not about exposing your sins. They're already dealt with in the blood of Jesus. So once you get there, you know, we have a great future because once we get there, it's all dealt with. But it says, let no evil, let no foul or polluting language, nor evil word, nor unwholesome or worthless talk ever come out of your mouth. And I was thinking about worthless talk. And the next day in my devotion, I read something in, um, I think it was Joyce Myers, day by day or every day, the word or something. And she was talking about some people don't know when to stop talking. Sometimes God gives you the word and then you're just supposed to deliver that word. And I want to encourage you at this time as you go to be with your families to just speak the word that God gives. To not be disrespectful. Just respect. That's what God wants you to do. You know, he knows you know what you know. uh, And you can't do more than you know. So it's no good getting frustrated and angry with someone. Because if you've seen heaven, you know 
that the heavenly realm has no issues. The heavenly realm respects and loves the Lord. Incredibly. There's not an issue about being disrespectful or antagonistic towards authority. You don't feel that way. You just feel, oh my gosh, you're so glad to be there. You don't worry if you're a boy or a girl. You don't worry about gender. You don't worry about gifting because everybody's gifted who's there. Nobody's more important than anybody else. There's an equality. And I noticed the goodness. The reason I went to hell is because I couldn't take how much goodness. And I said to the Lord, can I go away from you? I mean, I just said it in my heart. Can I go away from you so far so I can process? Because many times I think even in church we want to be accepted, be right, be loved. But you already are. You already are. You don't have to strive for anything. You already know God's put greatness on the inside of you. It's just a question of timing. So here where you let no foul or polluting language or evil word or unwholesome talk, worthless talk. You know, we're builders, we're communicators, we're building people's spirits up, not tearing them down. But only such speech is as good and beneficial to the spiritual progress of others. Listen to what you're saying. Is that helping somebody's progress spiritually? Oh, I know God's really in my life, as is fitting to the need and the occasion that it may be a blessing and give grace, God's favor, to those who hear it. I just want to encourage you, be forgiving. Be forgiving, whether it's your mom and dad, whether it's your sister, whether it's your wife, whether it's your husband, whoever. Be forgiving. If you're really a Christian, it comes out, it just shows. In heaven, There was nothing negative there at all. And we're at the end of this natural year, 2007, this month. Be thinking about this month. I'm not going to let any evil or foul or polluting language come out of my mouth. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to speak words that are edifying, that are worth hearing for me and for the person. So I think Ephesians 4 is very, very important because... You begin to see the anointing. And like you were talking this morning about speaking to mountains. And it really ministered to me when he came home the other night and was talking about it. I think it's very important to understand the rules of engagement. Many times we just play church because that's what we're trained to do or hear a message or learn how to respond. But that's not what God is asking of us. God is asking for me to be known in the spirit so that when I open my mouth, the spirit realm knows, "Uh uh-oh, she's about to say something, Uh uh-oh. And and like I said with this friend the other day, I was thinking, I don't want chosen just to be the same again. That's not what I'm interested in. I feel like chosen is a holy gift from God. And You know, we need the language. We need the experience to know how to move forward. We can't always do that in church. We're moving from the faith realm where God, yes, is teaching us extraordinary strong faith to call in 
our jobs, to call in what we need. It's not our responsibility if other people do things wrong. It's for them to learn. It's for them to learn. Sometimes we accept responsibility for other people's stuff. Come on. It's your faith. If you have faith, have it to yourself. Yes, of course, but have it before God. And if somebody else is not understanding the governance that we've been given, we are the church. The church isn't wobbly. The church might be the people and it might be a bit wobbly, but the church of God, the people who love God, who love his word, they're not wobbly. They stand firm. They respect, they honor, they know he's faithful. I know he's coming through right now, even though I don't always feel him or see him or, you know, have it the way I think I'd like to have it. I know he's real. I know he's got a plan for my life. I know he's got a plan for ministry. Even though I don't see the building in the natural, though we've been looking at places, you can easily sink into, oh, I don't have 10 million or 20 million. It's nothing to God. He knows where to place us. So please trust him. I've been learning to trust him in the deep end this whole year. It's been about that. I don't know about you, but, you know, you just learn how to trust him. You learn how to talk like God talks. He doesn't, he doesn't pray about stuff. Uh, yesterday I was listening to uh, the Ecclesia, the thing you sent me that, well, my friend has written a book, and I thought, well, we did this years ago in Norwich, and Dutch Sheets came in, and he spoke this message about Ecclesia, the difference between church and the people who govern. Are you governing in the midst of your foes? Are you speaking and saying and commanding the obstacles? Hey, I belong to Jesus, so no weapon formed against me is going to prosper. It's not going to prosper. I met this woman through Matt, and uh, we met in the coffee shop, and she wants me to go to Uganda, and I thought, well, I've just been to Poland. I'm not really, I don't really want to have that experience again. Do you want the women to be helped? Do you want culture changed? We're talking about nation by nation by nation, calling the things which be not as though they are. I'm not saying it's any bigger or better. I'm just saying there's an assignment on my life. I'm anointed to pioneer and to break open some things, and I have to be who I am. You have to be who you are. If you're not, it's like, oh, I feel mud all over me or something. But I know that it's not my responsibility if you feel jealous or you feel like, I've got to be the top one. I can't worry about any of that. I have to just do. Lucy, you have to do what God's called you to do. No matter who, what big names he puts you with and where he's taking you. You know, it's important to God that you keep the troops energized. It's important that you keep them up. I can't worry about what people think. I can't live in the emotional realm because God's been talking to me all year about my emotions and healing them and 
strengthening them and not looking at the past. And then I have to be responsible before Jesus that when I speak, we're talking about the realm of the Spirit. We're not talking about a church service. When I, when I think about chosen, I don't know. I, I mean, I can just tell you, Wendy Alec is going to come, who founded God TV. Most of you would know who that is. And she's a good friend. And we've been friends for a long time, even though we hardly ever see each other. Because we've been one in the Spirit. You've got to be one in the Spirit with someone, really one, if you're going to humble yourself. It's like you're not going to be able to speak evil of somebody you're one with because you love them, you care about them. So she's going to come and do a workshop. And I said, I, I know how damaged she's been. I said, listen, well, I had dinner with her about a month ago. And I said, you know, I went through a public divorce. Uh, Jamie's father, John, my first husband, the Walker brothers, they had a hit song out, No Regrets, I Don't Want You Back. And I took it personally. I would cry. I'd go into Topshop in Norwich and I'd just bawl. I was so emotional. My heart was so tender. My heart was just, keep your heart tender before God. I was just like, God, that's so unfair. When things happen to you that are so unfair, God's on your side. He's always on your side. Okay? He's always. It's, that's what's so wonderful about God. I love God. I love Rod. I love my dogs. <laughs> I love my son. <laughs> I do put you before the dogs. Don't worry about it. But I do love the dogs. <laughs> okay, so let's go to First John 2.27 for a minute. So you're going to be bold. I'm just going to teach you a little bit. Okay, 1 John 2.27. It says, but as for you, the anointing, the sacred appointment, this is the amplified version. Okay, but as for you, the anointing, here, this and here, the sacred appointment, the unction, whether it's a song, whether it's a poem, whether it's sharing, I long to hear of you fulfilling your greatness and not having a bad Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, whatever, not having. And I'm ever learning it myself. So don't look at me like I'm holier than thou and I've already achieved it. There's still layers upon layers upon layers that God is teaching me. He's so much bigger I was walking down the King's Road and I was thinking about God and I was thinking about this relative and how I went into Marks and Spencers and bought something and had to do it with love. We don't have any other message. We have no other message but love. A friend of mine rang from Dallas Saturday night, I think it was, and she was just almost weeping. She's been so loving to so many people, but now she has to have hip surgery and there's no one to help her. And I'd had her on my heart to see how she was. It just takes time to go from the soulish realm down to the heart. It takes time to work on that, to get in touch with your own human heart. But I was walking down the King's Road and I was just about to turn into um, 
Marks and Spencers, and Gosha had texted me and said it was snowing at the barn. I remember saying to God, huh, snowing at the barn. What, it just snows in designated places. And I looked up in the sky, and the snow was just pouring down. You know, God is with you. You may look at me and say, well, pfft. Why should I think God is with me because of the snow? Because open your eyes. Open up. Look around you. Look at what's happening. God's trying. Don't be one of those people who, having often heard it, you just harden yourself. Don't harden yourself. Be tender about what's going on. Something wonderful is going on. God is bringing us into this new place. Don't worry if you don't have all the wisdom yet. And the strategy you need yet, just keep moving into it, thanking him. He's faithful. Be forgiving. Be loving. Be kind. Be tender-hearted. You have an unction. You have an anointing. Some people are so mean-spirited because they don't know on a very deep level. They're very wounded and damaged. Let God heal. He's the healer. Okay? And this is the time. This is the season. We're in this time. In the, I've been sharing for over a year probably. I'm very aware that every month is, has its own designated blessings. There are blessings at this time that God has designated. This is the time to go deep and get your spiritual warfare. Now you've got a job. Now you're tithing. You've already moved in. Woohoo! You've already moved into a new position. It's great. It's freedom. Pressing through. What did Dr. Coley, our spiritual dad, he used to tell us that the sorrow of studying brought the joy of graduation. I love, I love being serious about God's word. I value it. I'm not saying people who are all happy, clappy aren't. I'm just saying I have such a deep joy that it'll come forth when it needs to because happiness, like it says on my, one of my mirrors, it's an inside job. You have to get yourself right inside. Get yourself right inside. Only you can do that. I can ask you to. I can tell you to. I can say you have an anointing. I can be observant that Rod's looking at his watch, which means, okay, what? <laughs> oh, come on. You can take a bit. You give a lot. He does. He does. But it's good. You know, it's a good thing. So we have an anointing. I am anointed. Don't start feeling funny about it when you go into a shop and you feel like you have nothing to prove. You just give what you can give according to your ability. Like Rod said, you don't go into sinful debt. Don't do that. Make a decision. I made a decision. You have to make decisions, you know, all the time. I just, uh, I want us to shift I don't want us to keep being so soulish and so feeling. I so long for us just to shift. Because as a church, God's given us a vision and a big dream to, to welcome and embrace all kinds of people from all kinds of backgrounds with gifts that fit together. Huh? 
They fit together. The worship, music, the creativity, it fits together. The faith, yes, we have overcoming faith. God has taught us how to overcome financial things. Yes, I prophesy that the people who drive past here will have drive-by healings. Maybe that's not your faith, but it's my faith, and I have to be faithful to my faith. My faith is that God is coming big time, big time to Parliament, to Great Portland Street, to Mayfair. God is coming so big time, I'm going to be like, oh my gosh, I'm going to be ready. I want to make myself ready. I want to be bold. Say, yes, I am chosen. I have an anointing. I can get beyond my box of what's expected. And I can keep my eyes on heaven because it's planted in my heart. I can forgive. I can forgive. Why? Because of Jesus, because of the cross. I forgive you. I can say to people who've despitefully hurt me, I forgive you. I just let it go. I'm not going to walk around with that. Come on, make a decision. You can forgive. We've got great faith. Great faith. Great faith. Great faith. Come on, we've got great faith. We've got faith that overcomes. We've got faith to see the Lord come to our city. We've got faith to see the Lord come in such a mighty way that we're open to embrace it. We're not concerned about ourselves. We're concerned about him. And we're not going to allow any foul or polluting or non-edifying words to come out of our mouth. We're not going to have that kind of language. Sometimes when I switch off, I totally switch off. I've learned to do that. I've had to learn because I used to think after the heavenly impartation that we would just have heaven on earth. But I've come to realize over the years it's because it's in me. I choose what I want to watch, what I want to listen to. I love to go to the Word in the morning. I go to the Word in the morning, and I love that time, even though it's hard to get up some mornings, especially in the winter. Huh? But it's like a habit. It's like I'm going to meet him. And meeting him, meeting God on your own is like nothing else. It's fine to come to church and share it and express it and thank God for the worship leaders we have. But you know, and the prayers that we have. Thank God. But you know what? My time alone with God is what counts. It's the only thing that really counts because he has spoken to me and he carries me through. So I want to encourage you this last month of the year to Ephesians 4 again, if we can just turn back there for a minute. I want to encourage you to let no foul or polluting language nor evil word, nor unwholesome. Unwholesome. Is that unwholesome? Oh, or worthless talk. Because we want the power of God in our lives. Just is a way to say things. Oh, Father, we thank you so much. The Spirit and the Word are coming together. We thank you and we praise you. We thank you that we're going to work on letting no unwholesome talk come out of our mouth. But that which is good to the use of ministering grace to the hearers. We thank you. We thank you. 
we thank you. You know, I was, I don't tell jokes because they're not anointed and so I don't tell jokes. But yesterday I was telling Rod a story I read about a guy who fell from the 40th floor and he started falling down. You probably heard it. And at the 20th floor, a woman said, hey, how are you doing? I thought, that's so dumb. What a stupid thing to say to a guy falling out the window. And he goes, so far, so good. <laughs> I thought, that's terrible. And you may be saying, so far, so good. I'm going like, so far, so good. But you know what? God has got his hands there ready to catch us. You may feel like you're falling. You may feel like some dumb blonde. I don't know. Maybe it was a gray-haired. Not a lot of gray hair. Ooh, ooh, dear. Ooh, 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 ooh. Fighting gloves on. Anyway, sorry. (laughs) Sorry. We're just human when we're not under the anointing. You know, we are. You are. (laughs) Oh. Everybody say, oh. Poor Roddy. How he lives with me, I don't know. But he does. Well, I do know because God chose him. And listen, girls, if you want a godly husband, pray. Come on. Come on, you girls. You want a godly husband, pray. He may, he may not be in this church, but he's going to come and find you. I was sitting in the office in London, and I thought, oh, my God. I suddenly, the Lord reminded me that I'd said, if I ever get married again, you'll have to put him right under my nose. And I looked around, and I thought, oh, my God, that man is right under my nose, and he's so not what I had expected. He wasn't. What? Well, no. Well, there you go. But we know that God put us together. Huh? And that's what it takes. So, I've written a prayer thought. I want you to look on here because it will help you. And I want you to take this home with you, this announcement sheet that we give at the beginning of a month. is to help you get through the month because I sat down in my private time to have a moan. Surely... Things should have happened a long time ago. But I know that we're stepping into 2018 and things are going to fall into place. I know that. Things that God has intended are going to fall into place. So I must complete the work that God has called me to do and bring him the glory. So he's called you to be a son, so he's given you a job. He's allowing you to tithe, which is an oblique, I can't say it, obligatory, sort of, it was close, obligatory, see I need a prompt, obligatory, tithing is obligatory, if you're not a tither and you haven't got a job, go before God, come on, get with the program, go before God, so offering is like the generosity of your heart. And generosity doesn't have to do with what I have in my bank account. Generosity has to do with what I have in my heart. Okay, we're going to stop. Anyway, so you'll see the December. You'll see what's going on. There's a lot going on amongst us. But most of it is our words. And every month we teach about our thoughts, our words, 
our faith every week. We're constantly concerned for your spiritual well-being. The songs that we sing are faith-building. Okay? We go up, we go down. We go down, we go up. Arise! Arise! Arise, because we're in a new place. God is with us. He really is. He's really with us. He's anointed us. So I know when I go into a place, I need your anointing. I need a touch of heaven. I need it because they need it. And it's no good me being bolshy and unforgiving and angry. It's no good me being like the world. I've got to be different. I've got to be pleasing to him. See me inside, see me outside. Don't think about it. Am I saying I'm perfect? No, but I'm on the road. And I'm getting there. And I'm working on it. When I mess up, I say sorry. And I mean it authentically. Huh? Yeah. Okay. So go, go deep in your heart and just think about somebody you need to be a Christian to. Go deep. Go deeper than you've ever gone deep before. Who do you need to be a Christian? Who do you need to allow the Holy Spirit to come and live through you? Come on. Go deep, deep, deep. I thought, oh, I I don't want to go places. But then my life's not about what I want. It's about what he wants. Maybe he wants you to give something. Forgive someone who loves you dearly. Just forgive and let it go. Maybe he wants you to move out. You're anointed. You are anointed. The Spirit of the Lord is upon you to preach good news. And it will change you. You'll know when to speak, when to sing. You'll know. You'll understand. We literally just stop and we say, God, have mercy. You put eternity in my heart. Father, help me. Help me to let no foul language come out of my mouth. Help me, Father. Help me. Help me. God wants to help every one of us. I want you to stand up and shake off the past I don't know what we're going to sing, but I'm sure we're going to sing something. We're a singing church. And if you don't have faith for drive-by healings, don't worry about it. You know, pray into what God's put in your heart and know he's going to come through. He's going to come through. Don't look at me. Don't attack me. Don't attack Rod. Don't attack God. You know what? Pray. If you're so spiritual, pray. Let's shift gear for a minute. Come on, let's just shift gear. Thank God. He's going to do what he said he's going to do. Thank God you're going to do what you said you're going to do. Thank God for the extraordinary divine appointments that we're going to have. Thank God, Father, as we move forward We're going to have the invisible realm. 
I'm not interested in being known in the natural. I want to be known in the spirit. I want it to be known and counted that I spent my life on the earth telling about heaven, telling about God, talking about his goodness, holding forth the word of life to all people. God's the one who can resurrect, not me. So we just say thank you. Thank you. Thank you for long life, satisfied with long life, satisfied with good life, being the head and not the tail, your will being done. Father, we thank you. We thank you so much for the anointing that pushes us into another place. Thank you, Father, that our spirits can step out and that the glory, the Shekinah, the very presence, the shining light of who you are can come and shine through our lives. We say thank you. We believe you've really enjoyed this message. For further information, visit www.commonwealthchurch.org and feel free to join us on any Sunday 